It's the 60 Go Podcast presented by Men's Sports. Full panel today, Damon Seabold, how are you? I'm good. And also on the phone, Elliot Lovejoy, one half of the Triple M Rush Hour and the biggest Knights fan that we know. Elliot, how are you, mate? Gentlemen, doing really well. How are you? Good, thanks. How's your off-season been? Uh, well, it's stress-free, isn't it? Especially when you're a Newcastle fan, you expect bad things, you're surprised by good things, and <laughs> uh, when the off-season's there, there's no expectation. So lovely. Well, mate, when... When Caitlin Ponga's haircut's the, the worst thing to come out of the Knights this off-season, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'll probably I'll one-up him. I, I think Jackson Hastings has tried to go the same colour, but then with half a mullet attached to it as well. Uh, <laughs> so it's the bleached blonde. I actually sent him a message the other day. I said, I don't know about this one, mate. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a common theme. A few of the boys going around with the, the blonde locks now. So Murray Taolungi from the Cowboys, a few others too. I'd... I don't know. It's well, I think Tyson Frizzell might have started it. Didn't he have something ridiculous with, with the hair during the season? I, I, I think anyone that's ever met Tyson Frizzell and, and you see what a physical specimen he is, whatever he does physically, you don't question Oh, 100%. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, do what he He's playing the best footy of his life, too. What is he, 33 now? So. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Elliot, a bit of an up-and-down season for the Knights. And uh, mm. there, was a, there was a real turning point. I remember Sebes and I were talking about it halfway through the year. If they had have lost that game to the Bulldogs in the middle of the year, Adam O'Brien was in all sorts. We know they tried to go after Des Hasler as well. But after that, mm. they just went on a bit of a run, didn't they? And uh, it, was, it was quite remarkable, really, how they did it. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you, when you look back at that season in, in review, uh, you're, you're bang on that Bulldogs game. I think Adam O'Brien half had his bags packed. Um, so, yeah, to, to go and do what they did to finish fifth at the end of the regular season, considering they were languishing around that 13th, 14th for quite a period of time. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk about great individual runs. We've seen some throughout the years. What, what Kalen Ponga did the last half of, of the season is one of the best you know, just put your team on your shoulder performances I think I've ever seen. Yeah, look, mate, you took the words out of my mouth. I was about to bring that up. It's, you know, once every couple of seasons, someone goes on one of those runs and, and you mm-hmm. think back to, well, Ben Barber had that, that season. There was a Jared Hayne season where he went on a tear. Yep. Uh, Todd Carney had one, I think, 2010 at the Roosters where he put together eight to ten phenomenal games. And, and Caelan Ponga's back end of the season was just, it was next level. It was what we've been hoping to see from him for... What seven or eight years? Yeah, it was, uh, and, and and we've seen it. You know, the past and Knights fans have seen it in in sort of dribs and drabs. To be fair, Callan doesn't really have many bad games, but he can have some where he's quiet. That's uh, right. He's not he's never been error riddled or anything like that. You never walk away from a game and question his effort or anything. But um, you know, there have been times where I suppose his consistency has been questioned, but. Uh, for me, and I know we're, we're blessed with so many great fullbacks in the game, um, and, and Reese Walsh put together an incredible year. For me, I, I think he's a Premier One in the competition. Uh, Elliot, just from a fan's perspective, was there a point? Was, was there a point in the year where you thought uh, you started to believe that hey, this could be actually something really special here? Um, I, I think actually, to be honest with you, from how they bought in the off-season, uh, I thought it would be a team that you wouldn't question their effort. I think there was there was probably one game, and it was when we, we got belted by Parramatta um, in at Combank, I think. It was maybe 40 points to eight, something similar, 
where we just got played off the park. I thought our, our middles were slow. They looked lazy, and, and we made some pretty bad defensive reads. Outside of that, I think every game we were either in or if we were playing a really high-quality team, we didn't have our best players, i.e. Kalen, available. I, I thought the effort was there, which... which for anyone that's a Newcastle fan, that probably hasn't been the case the last, to be honest with you, 15 years, bar probably one of them. Um, so to have a team and anyone that spent time in Newcastle, um, you know, it's it's New South Wales equivalent to a, a North Queensland. Uh, you know what I mean? Like being a mining town or the area, you've got Cessnock and surrounds and whatever. All they want is a team that, that puts in effort, you know. I think they, they lost that game by the Panthers, uh, against the Panthers by a point in Golden Point. And, and the whole crowd afterwards stayed around, stood on their feet and cheered the side. And I don't reckon there's any other team in the competition um, that would have had a fan base to that. So that, for me, that game made me think, OK, Cullen didn't play in it, but they competed with the best team in the competition. So And they did it in Brisbane at Suncourt too. They went down right on the buzzer. So... Uh, they were there or thereabouts. When they got knocked out of the comp in that um, that qualifying semi against um, New Zealand, honestly, they just looked knackered. I thought they were on their last legs. And to be fair to New Zealand, the first 15 minutes, they were red hot. They yeah. they flew out of the blocks. Yeah, and they had a crowd that I don't think anyone would have wanted to play in yeah, outside true. of New Zealand. They were just parochial. And, and yeah, you're right, they just they won the start and, and were able to almost coast for the rest of the game because of it. But... Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a Knights fan, you give a massive tick uh, to what's been the best season in probably outside of making that prelim in 2013 for 20 years. I thought the best win from Newcastle this year was against South Sydney just before the finals. And this was a South team that was had everything to play for at the time. They were absolutely on the ropes and, and Newcastle just did a number on them, really. And they it, it really, I know, I know that the score reads 29 to 10, but it, it wasn't competitive, Elliot. And that, that sort of performance against a team that's been up in the top four for the past sort of 10 years, that must give you a lot of confidence going into next year. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's a couple of things to that. It was one of the few games I got to live. Uh, I wasn't working or anything, which was nice. I was just there uh, as, as a punter. And, uh, like, they won the stuff that Newcastle hasn't necessarily been associated with for a long time. They won the tough stuff in the middle. I remember the Saifidi boys were on that day. Uh, Jackson Hastings wasn't available. Adam Clune came and filled in and had an outstanding game. Uh, and they, they just... I thought they outcompeted South. South have so many outstanding players, um, but I wouldn't say their entire game is built on hard work and compete, out-competing, yada, yada. I thought we did that from the outset. And like you said, I thought the scoreline actually flooded to us because I thought we belted them. Just on a bit of a negative, losing Dom Young. He's been such a revelation. Yep. He, he really had a coming out uh, party at the World Cup last year and, and he really went on to do some great things this year for Newcastle. He's going to be missed. Oh, hugely. And smartest bit of business I think the Roosters did was signing his brother to a reserve gate contract as well because I reckon when Newcastle went on that run and Dom's break and try scoring records that's an opportunity where he would have sat there thinking oh wow should I stay should I renege on this but um, yeah him and his brother will be at the Chooks I believe he's just found himself a nice apartment in Coogee he's probably Sydney's most eligible bachelor this year um, but he will be missed. We've got a couple of boys that have come in. Uh, one I'm looking at is Tom Jenkins. He's the young winger from the Panthers. He scored five tries in five games when he got an opportunity. He's been training the house down. I think Anari Tawala's criminally underrated. And they've got a young kid called Christian Mapapalangi who has played 5'8". He's played in the centres, but he's been training on the wing. 
Um, so he might be within a shot too. The one signing that the Knights have made uh, from the Super League, a lot of people might not have heard of him or seen him play, is Kai Pierce-Paul. Have you seen much of him play? Because he is truly in the could-be-anything basket. Yeah, he is. And, and so we signed him and Will yeah, Price, Price from the yeah. Super League two years ago. To, to So Knights has just been sort of waiting. Um, but they call him, and, and this is not trying to oversell him, this is just purely based on, you know, young film and, and whatever. He looks like the really early days of Sonny Bill in terms of his build and the way he tries to play his footy. Uh, he was at Wigan. He's won a premiership there now. Uh, super talented kid. I think he'll probably look to put on a little bit of size. He still looks pretty lanky. Um, but skillful. Uh, he's come over with an injury that he's nursing, but they're hoping to be right for round one. Uh, but they got massive wraps on him. And, and with uh, Lockie Fitzgibbon going to the Super League, there is actually a, an open spot on that left edge, um, which he'll be trying to make his own. And, and, yeah, the other one is Will Price, who another talented kid, uh, can play fullback, 5'8", and, and fill in a few other spots too. So uh, pending Drayden Braley's fitness, you know, he, if he's not available first up, if Phoenix Crossland starts, it wouldn't surprise me if Will Price nabbed a spot on the bench too. Mate, um, just going back to uh, Pierce Paul, he yep. is he's an elite footballer. He, he is very, very good. And I think, you know, the comparisons to Sonny Bill, I get it why people are comparing him because he's a young, athletic, um, skillful yeah. guy. For mine, he's got a couple of things that he doesn't do anywhere near as good as Sonny Bill, but he's got things that he's a lot better at. So I think his um, his footwork and his ability to actually gain speed and momentum out of out of his footwork is something yep. that people should really keep an eye on this year. Some of the um, – because he can fill in at centre just as easily as he does in the back row. So he's got a huge future, and I think people will be surprised just how good he is. And Will Price as well. I mean, Will Price is a, is a very skillful player, and it wouldn't shock me one bit if he's um, in the starting 13 by the end of the year with, with the Knights as well. Yeah, I'd actually, and this is probably a boring old man take, I'd love to see them both start in Reggie's just to get a feel for conditions. Um, the New South Wales Cup competition, as you know, is... Is still a very strong comp, and I'd love to see, especially Kai Pierce Paul, dominate a few games there. I just um, think he's too good. He's he's too good to play yeah. reserve grade. Yeah, well, that's the argument, isn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I still think he's pretty raw. He, he really hasn't played that many games of of footy either, to be honest with you. Um, and coming back from injury, I just. Yeah, I'm sure the coaching staff know what they're doing. They'll get it right. But um, I'd rather see him eased in than rushed in, if that makes sense. Yeah. What are your hopes for 24, Elliot? I know a lot of mm. things rest for rest on the back of Ponga's health and, and yep. availability. Um, but uh, what, what do you think are realistic expectations for Knights fans next year? I think realistic could be around the top four. I think that is so hard to, to say, oh, yeah, there'll be a top four team. I'd... I'm not trying to be a sceptic here, but I think, again, if they finished anywhere between fifth and eighth, again, I think that's a pass mark with with the quality of competition, with uh, the loss of, of Dom Young. I actually think Lockie Fitzgibbon had his best year in first grade. I was, it was a shame to lose him when we did, um, but he'll go over and dominate over there. I think he's playing with George Williams and um, Sammy Burgess is coaching him. But, um, uh, like you said, the excitement of the Pommy boys coming over. I don't know if Newcastle win a comp this year, but I, I think they, they make it again to probably the second week of finals. I think it'll be another pass mark. So I think... Um... You know, obviously, it was a great, great back end of the year, and there's going to be some mm. expectation on the Knights now that wasn't there um, 2023. For for mine, 
the draw plays a big part in teams' mm. success. And if I look at the that back end of the season for um, for the Knights, winning's contagious. Losing's contagious, and yep. and the Knights that game that we've spoken about, they they knocked over the Dogs when things were you know hanging by a thread. Then mm. they they rolled into the Tigers the following week, and then they went on a bit of a run where they were playing sides that you know hypothetically speaking we, we think that they're normally a good team, but they caught mm. them at times where they, they were ordinary. Like I think at times last year the Storm were ordinary, so yep. Knights got them at the perfect time when they were struggling and Knights started to gain momentum. And then you could just see that wave. It was building. The crowd support was there. Uh, the community would have been right behind them. And Ponga, just everything he touched turned to gold. So, you know, it, I think the start of the year next year is very important. I haven't actually had a close look yet. What does that first four or five games look like for the Knights? Uh, you, you caught me there. Caught I haven't had a time. I always look at the back end of the season more than the start, to be honest with you, because Knights do a slow starting side and famously have been for for a number of years. Now our back end of the year I includes a number of home games to finish uh, <clears throat> once again. So um, I think the one thing about them is they're a fitter team than they have been in the yeah. past. Um, so... You know, we've seen Newcastle have leaked so many points over the last decade or so. I think that's one thing they can hang their hat on is that I thought for the most part they sorted their defence out. And I think bringing blokes that were questioned like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, Adam Elliott's, Tyson Gamble's, you can see what Peter Parr did there. He, he went after competitors and, and I think it did make a lot of difference. And <clears throat> I know they fit in really well at the club, but Tyson Gamble has a running battle with... Uh, Dane Gagway in the in the best way possible. They're absolute pests to both of them. So, uh, I mean, I do think they're set up to, to hopefully go on a bit of a run again. I think you're right, Elliot. They can float around that top four. A lot of people focus on the back end of Newcastle season, but just yep. just take this five week stretch at the start of the season. So uh, yep. they they beat the Raiders and then they lose. Bo- uh, sorry, it's a draw against Manly, right? And Manly finished the season like an absolute train as well. And then yep. you've got a win against the Warriors, who finished in the top four. They lose by one to Penrith, who are unbelievable. Yep. And then they lose to two by the Cowboys. So like these, this is not a this is not a terrible start to the year. It's just you know a point here and there, and they're four from five yep. in that stretch. Yeah, that- yeah, yeah. And sorry, I was just going to say, and, and and what I I suppose I loved about what the side did in the end was, uh, you guys mentioned earlier, Adam O'Brien's head was on, on the chopping block. That game against the Cowboys, uh, for those that aren't aware, Adzi's mum passed away from a brain tumour uh, the week of that Cowboys game. She'd only been diagnosed just before the start of the season. It all happened really quickly. Um, and basically, Pari, the head of football, and a few others said, mate, have the week off. The assistants will look after this, yada, yada. Adam O'Brien said, well, well, no, like this is my family, not just my football family. So he flew up day of that game against the Cowboys. And I know the results didn't go their way, but I kind of looked at that. Like this is this is such a tight knit group, and you heard away the some this sorry the way some of the players spoke about him, the way he's handled a bloke like Jackson Hastings. Um, Jacko's a, a mate of mine, but he's the first to admit that he has two bad days a week and three good days. Like he can come in pissed off at the world and struggles to manage his emotions. Uh, I think the reason he loves Adzi and, and Adam, uh, sorry, um, Mike McGuire when he had him at the Tigers is Adzi will have him in for 40 minutes of a morning and, and just yarn about where he's at mentally and, and let him riff, that kind of thing. I just There's little things that probably go unnoticed that O'Brien does when people watch his, his press conferences and he's 
all one mood, all one tone of voice. Uh, he is universally loved at that club to the point when Callum Ponga re-signed, he said one of the big things is I want to play under Adam for the next few years too. So he, he was saying that he wanted to play under Adam. Uh, that was, you know, a big part of, of why he wanted to stay at the club as well. So uh, there's a lot of rubbish that gets out in the media. A lot of times smoke this fire, but I know that man is, is wanted and loved at the club. Absolutely. Well, Elliot, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for coming on. You're one of the best in the business of what you do, mate. So really appreciate your time as always. No, pleasure, guys. Really appreciate it. This has been the 60 Go Podcast, and that is full time.